0: Welcome to The Raise Podcast. I'm Carol Barwick. We're here to raise your confidence and inspire your creativity. Each episode, we will have a different guest who will be discussing our raise word. The raise word is a word that will encourage you or empower you and at times inspire you to explore the word a little more for yourself. Well hello everybody and welcome to The Rays Podcast. I'm Carol Barwick. We are in season three of The Rays Podcast, can you believe it? And uh, last time we looked at adventure and today we're going to look at a word which is a huge topic, the word known. And I wanted to ask someone who knows me a little bit and uh, she's from school and her name is Fran Ray. Good morning Fran, how are you doing? Good morning. I'm fine, thank you, Carol. Happy to be here. Thank you so much for being here. Now, as introductions go, that was pretty lame. I I realize, Her school friend. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> not really. Okay. <laughs> that's not how you're used to being introduced. You are a singer songwriter, and oh my goodness, what a singer songwriter, Fran. Um, I've been listening to your music, and it's beautiful. Nice. Um, and we will get into all of that um, in in no time at all, but before we really um deep dive into everything that you do what does the word known mean to you gosh well
1: i've been thinking about this a lot actually um knowing i was going to come on the podcast i was looking at actually looked at di- dictionary definitions and stuff love and um there's so much to it <laughs> yeah for me being known is being I mean, it's so many things, but it's being seen and heard and recognized and understood and all those types of things. And above all, not being known, I think is what leads to ignorance, uh, especially in the society that we live in, because it means that people are not really seeing and understanding about what other people are going through what they've been through and who they and where they've come from. And I think that creates a lot of, mis, you know, a lot of kind of tension in the society that we live in. And I have noticed that more and more recently with all the kind of crazy things that have been going on. And for me, being known is being w- with someone as well that can see you for who you are and can kind of see through the different people you can be in life which is particularly I think for artists and singers and musicians which is particularly true because we tend to have this kind of um we tend to have this kind of persona that we put on especially when we when we're uh, performing that we're not necessarily that same person in our everyday life so Being with people and being being with people and being whether that be a relationship or family or friends that actually know you outside of that persona is very important.
0: Wow. What an answer. So normally I use that little bit of signed bite for um my promos, and it's usually about a minute, but I really I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh no, oh no, Fran, I really hope I can make it as long as possible. What an answer. Um my goodness me, that is just I was completely silent just listening to that and people who do know me know that I'm not very good at that okay what what a a packed meaning can you just go back to what the definition was again the dictionary definition because I got so caught up in the beauty of all that you were saying and the realness of it I completely (laughs) forgot (laughs) I don't know if the dictionary exactly said
1: this but what I extracted was it was being seen heard recognized and understood
0: gorgeous okay yeah so let's go back to the beginning then, Fran, because actually um, often on the podcast, I, I'm i never quite sure what word I'm going to do week to week. And I often find that um, in my relationship with God, he calls me to do something and known was a word that just came to mind, um, actually from a poem that my friend Emma Major wrote, which mm-hmm. we may put... Um, at the end in the show notes but there were just three words that completely blew my mind which were everything completely known and it just really gave me so much peace but it just seems so massive and then I asked a question in the raised community about what was it what would you like people to know about you and to be honest I thought people might say I've got five rabbits I live in Leeds I like." Jake Shears, I um, listen to podcasts. But you, Fran, were the first person to answer. Can you remember what you said? Can you tell people what you said? Yeah, funnily enough, I was telling my husband this morning what I said.
1: (laughs) And it's funny because I actually don't think that he knew this about me either. Um, I said, um, people think I'm an extrovert, but I'm an introvert.
0: So that just created this conversation And it made me think, right, I really want to speak to you because we know each other Mm -hmm. from school. Now, a lot of people that I do uh, interviews with, I've never met them before, never physically Mm -hmm. met them. I've known them from Facebook, but I've never physically met them. But I have met you. And yet, I think it would be fair to say that we probably don't know each other now Mm -hmm. the way that we did. So Mm -hmm. am I right in thinking we used to sing together? We we did. Was it boys to men? (laughs) en vogue probably both. both probably both and we did the choir yes we did. we did definitely
1: sing together with michelle as well i think
0: yeah with yeah, um, michelle yes. reeves yeah
1: and yeah. um uh with miss bryant. bryant shout out to miss
0: bryant oh yeah. my goodness me music competitions and jeff stevenson of course absolutely yeah, yeah. who actually he and um, produced a cd for me oh years ago love from god oh fantastic which was wonderful so yeah all these kind of links so at the time i knew you quite well but now i know you in a very different way i know you as yes. a singer songwriter i saw quite a few of your facebook lives on lockdown which were beautiful and Thank they were you. such a such a a piece and a, and a treat in the middle of what was completely nuts. Um, yeah so tell me a little bit about life for you now what are, what are you doing now
1: okay so i live in france i've been here for about i've been here since 2005 so nearly 20 years got mm. two kids yeah and uh we live in the southwest and live with my husband um who is uh who's blind right so that's a very kind of particular part of my life mm. um we have a studio and we make music I'm, I'm a musician full-time and i'm very grateful for that because i know that a lot of people aren't able to do that my husband and i work together um basically when i sing i'm always accompanied by my husband he has other groups but i mainly just play with him um at this very moment in time i'm in the middle of recording some demos of some new songs that i've written um i'm very much interested in composition at the moment um uh more than performing i do love performing but it's um st- i'm just more in the composition stage at the moment you know i think that's something to do with my being introvert i actually get quite a lot of anxiety around performing um but yeah at the moment I'm composing a lot and that's what my life is really and I teach I teach singing yeah so that's my my, bre- my main bread earner during the winter months is teaching singing a bit like you
0: teach singing don't you as well I think yeah I yeah, have done yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 that's super so but that, again that's so interesting because we talk about the introvert extrovert thing but when I watched you on the lockdown lives you're just just so authentic I mean there's there's nothing put on about you there's nothing showy you just are Mm. um and yet it's larger than life you Mm. are larger than life even though you're not kind of you know it's not a Robbie Williams big Mm. song and dance it's it's beautiful um how does that feel knowing that that's kind of how you come across At least to me as as an introvert how does that feel? It's fantastic. I mean, it's 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 the best feeling in the world, you know, when you can
1: do concerts and people are are loving what you do and, and are, are moved by what you do. I think that's the most gratifying thing an artist can have, really. Um, it's to be honest, it's something I've really worked on because I remember and I don't you might actually remember this when I did my first ever performance. I think it was the music competition at Twyford High School. Yeah. yeah. And I sang Promise Me by Beverly Craven.
0: Oh, wow. and uh, actually
1: won the competition <laughs> yeah I sang it a cappella, and I got up on stage and I was like this I literally sang the whole thing with the microphone like this like this and it was just I was terrified yeah um but I won and I kind of thought oh okay so it must be okay you know and that kind of encouraged me to move on and I I just love singing so much that I kind of it was more powerful than my lack of confidence, so I just kind of carried on doing it, you know. And then as I got older, I auditioned for a band and I was in the band. At first, unfortunately, to get over my uh, shyness, I used to drink a lot. I wasn't alcoholic, but mm-hmm. I would, I would drink a lot to kind of calm my nerves. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. The hair of um, the dog kind of thing.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. And just, but then once. <laughs> I heard a recording of myself singing and I was really quite drunk and I thought, oh gosh, this, I can't, you know, it's, it's like when you're, when you're drunk and you're dancing and you think you're amazing and (laughs) actually you're not that great at all. So I thought, no, 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 listen, what I need to do is I need to work harder so that I've got the confidence to be able to use my technique and I know I don't need to rely on, you know, substances to, to, um, to help me through. So I basically studied, I started studying singing uh, on my own and I had a few teachers as well. Mm. And I just did as much singing as possible. And it got to the point where, you know, the more I did, the, the more confident I became. And I kind of, funnily enough, I got to know myself better, that part of me that was inside that I didn't know before. Uh, so I made that part of me come out. So I was able to... to um be a better performer and now because i've been doing it for so long i'm i'm very much more kind of laid back and relaxed about it mm. but i still do get a bit of nervousness obviously
0: yeah 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 interesting so so you found out about the voice so that's very much knowledge isn't it yeah um a good friend of mine put something on facebook about um all kinds of things and what we think we we might know about them and what they actually are and one of the things was about um degrees and, and there was a conversation around is that actually knowledge and I wonder what the difference is between knowledge and knowing something mm. and being mm. known because I think they're quite different I think quite a lot of people can read up on stuff mm. and have the knowledge but then to actually really know it and mm. I guess it's application, isn't it? That's what comes in. And yeah. that's very much what you seem to be talking about, that you didn't just know it anymore. You were applying it and then it it became you, didn't yeah. it? Really? I think being known is the experience, is, is knowing
1: something is when you haven't just kind of absorbed the information. You've had the experience to use the information. You've used the information. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Then you're getting to the point where you're able to, It's just, you've got a much more kind of, um, uh, you've got a stronger, um, what's the word? You're in a stronger position to be able Mm. to express what you want to say. It's a bit like I I did French in high school, uh, did it to A-levels, but I actually nearly failed. Mm. even though I absolutely, I didn't fail, but I got like an E or something, which for me was devastating because I was quite a good student. Mm. But um, I had the knowledge, I just couldn't, put all the words together it was only when I went to France and got the experience of living with the people that I actually was able to take this knowledge and make it into something and yeah. that for me is actually knowing you know that's what the difference
0: between knowing and knowledge is so that's absolutely yeah I was exactly the same um, with Spanish France <laughs> so I did Spanish um, at GCSE and I, I think I got a D, something like that mm. but I knew um that God was calling me to go to Latin America and I ended up in Guatemala for three and mm. a half months um and it was there wow. that the knowledge of Spanish settled I mean mm. it settled so much and I'm sure you'll find are you now bilingual yeah 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 so I mean I used to dream in Spanish and yeah. I used to I used to pray in Spanish I actually found that praying in Spanish connected me in a way that praying in English didn't which was phenomenal awesome. um, and uh, yeah it's that it's that change isn't it from the knowledge to actually knowing it um let's go back to you working with your husband because so many people would straight away say oh my goodness I could not work with my husband and live with them as well <laughs> how is being known by each other um a good thing, and then be a more difficult thing in terms of working together all the time. Gosh. <gasps>
1: well, to be honest, uh when we lived in, funnily enough, when we lived in London together, we never did any music together whatsoever. We lived completely different professional lives. Okay. It wasn't only, it was only until I came to when when I came to France and um I had a little bit of time, I wasn't working. So um, I kind of thought well this is my time to write songs and everything and it was my husband that encouraged me to to to, to write the songs and, uh, and then he kind of became evol- involved in it kind of organically because he was mm. at the time the only musician I really knew so um, he very much encouraged me to become what is now known as Fran Ray <laughs> yeah 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 um, and to be honest with you it's, abs- it's absolutely fantastic experience. Every time I play with him, I think, gosh, I'm so lucky because I've got this person who we've been playing together for so long now, when he accompanies me on the guitar, it's, we're, we're kind of speaking a language because he knows me so well that it's like, he automatically knows how I'm going to interpret a song. So he adapts his style around what wow. I'm doing. Wow. So, you know, I've, I've developed my style through being inspired through the way he plays and and vice versa so for me the, the fact and, and it's helped us to get to know each other incredibly and I think that it's something that's also very much helped our marriage because you know being married is is, is tough Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and actually in, instead of that most people are like yes how you know gosh it's hard to work with your husband but it for me and maybe because it's in a such creative environment it isn't it's been something that's really 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 kind of made us uh even more
0: kind of um close even closer than we were mm, that's beautiful I was just thinking I can't remember her full name but um Rose Ailing, somebody who was um a contestant on Strictly Come Dancing she's um she's also in EastEnders I believe um and she's fully deaf and yet she won the whole competition because she. F- felt the dance and she was dancing with Giovanni Panici and they just connected together so even though she couldn't hear and for those people on the podcast yes I'm doing my inverted commas with my fingers <laughs> um I always forget people can't see when I'm doing things um, but she could hear them she felt it um and uh, there was a beautiful piece where um I think it was a contemporary piece and it was uh the, the couple's choice and there was a a bit of silence where they just danced with nothing at all and it was just so impactful and I can imagine that there are times like that with your husband where he picks up a a melody and you just think oh my goodness how did he know how did he know that that was what I wanted to kind of put across there's a real magic in that isn't there Fran?
1: Absolutely yeah I think he he kind of um tunes in to what i do with my voice and just kind of bounces off it so it for me yeah as you say it is it is magical um even though sometimes frustrating because we are a married couple it is for me it's part of, it's part of what makes us um who we are yeah yeah um,
0: and <clears throat> how are, are the kids musical do they do they have that same kind of feeling and and um uh, knowing around music
1: yes yeah oh they're very much um yeah they're very much into music my son is very knowledgeable in the sense that he has a very natural ability yeah. he's grown up as you, he's grown up just just knowing it because it's always been there um, and yeah. my my daughter as well um but she's more kind of she likes to kind of read music a bit more whereas my son's more spontaneous but yeah they're both um my son kind of plays few instruments my daughter's a singer and uh yeah so they're very uh, they've got a very I'd say they've got a very eclectic taste in music and they're already quite knowledgeable and I think that that just comes with having us as parents really
0: isn't Fran brilliant it's great to be fully known if you know someone that will benefit from the Raise podcast then do please share it with them the very best way to get the podcast known is to pop a five star rating on a well-known music platform that really increases our visibility and means that more people can hear and benefit from the raise podcast thanks very much back to the episode so we're talking about um, the way that your husband and you know each other and um, you talked earlier on about knowing someone and being known um is to be seen how does how does that work in terms of that whole family dynamic for you
2: mm.
1: that's been quite a difficult one to to deal with over the years um because it was quite a sudden it was quite a sudden thing um but s- <sighs> my husband sees me in ways that other people don't see me yeah. and he understands me and knows me I'd say better than anyone that I know I mean I think you asked this question yesterday who knows you best I think mm. you put who yeah. knows you best and I actually did stop and think about it and I thought well maybe it's my parents I thought well, no it's actually a lot that my parents don't know about me which I think mm. is normal um and I thought well maybe my sister I thought, no because there's certain aspects of me and then actually, I, in the end, I kind of thought, yes, I think one of the things that I love about my husband is that he, from the very beginning, he saw me and he even says this himself. He saw that I needed something and he wanted to be there for me. And he, under, like I said, he he just gets certain aspects of my personality that other people don't. And he's able to draw them out Um and he's able to allow me to get to know this parts of my personality. So even though physically he can't see me, he still very much sees me more than other people um,
0: through all the other senses and through music as well. Wow. Wow! Um, what, what I love about that, Fran, is that you're talking about how he saw the need in you. And you were saying earlier on about how being known is really seeing someone from the inside and how that's how prejudices and things like that start because we just don't get to know each other and how many people would think well surely it should be the other way around you see someone that's blind and you think right I need to help them and no it's Mm -hmm. not been like that at all it was totally him uh seeing you and your needs and I and I love that because it is it's so easy to just think well this person can't again in inverted commas do this so therefore they're going to need this they're going to need me I'm going to have to do this and this and this for them um but it doesn't work like that for so many people does it and this whole idea of being disabled is getting is getting more and more thrown out because it's like no I'm abled I'm just differently abled I'm abled in a in a different way and actually um I might not need the things that you perceive that I need I might Mm. need something completely different and that's when being seen is so important isn't it
1: absolutely and I think I think it's interesting what you said because a lot of the time my husband finds that um people don't allow him to do certain things yeah and also almost get offended Mm. when they offer to help Mm. and he's like I don't need the help I'm fine I prefer to do it on my own it's kind of it's kind of it's more the person that needs to help than yeah. him needing to accept the help. So, you know, that can be a, a li- quite difficult to deal with as, as, as a disabled person, but um, yeah, I mean, within the realm of our family, you know, day to day is, we're used to now, our, it's our normal family life. I mean, I think for my husband, it's probably the toughest because it is, um, you know, it's quite a, a grave disability to not mm. be able yeah. to see anything, yeah. um, but he's an extremely strong, strong person. So he takes strength from the kids and I and everything. So, um, yeah, I think uh, his his other senses have have kicked in. So he's uh, he kind of like I said, he, you know, he sees things that other people don't. Mm. He, he's very a perceptive person.
0: Yeah, and I think that's that's the difference, isn't it, between sight and perception, they're so different. Absolutely,
1: um, and it very much, sorry to interrupt you, it no, very not much at all. Um, makes you realise how physical appearances are not important. Yeah. Um, he. It doesn't matter to him whatsoever. Yeah. It doesn't make any difference to him what a person looks like. I mean, literally none at all yeah and it down to what they're wearing or not wearing or or more important things like colour of skin or the hair, it literally makes no difference to him whatsoever. so he's he sees the world in a very, very different light, and he gets to know people in a completely different
0: way than we would on one level, mm. how wonderful mm. i I think the world would be a very different place if we didn't look at um <clears throat> you know the the outside. And really mm. looked at each other's mm. hearts the thing about, about that is um first of all when we talked about being kind of introvert extrovert it's how much you're willing to to let people in which is completely everybody's own personal choice and then um what people do with that information because that vulnerability can be so painful, can't it? You can really open up to somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, I won't go into it too much, but I am definitely an oversharer. And Mm -hmm. um, I overshared with somebody uh, on a train once and they completely took advantage. I'm very lucky that nothing serious happened and that there were other Mm -hmm. people around. But that whole idea of needing to be known and Mm -hmm. seen by people, have to be really careful, don't you as well? I think we do because being being truly known is very,
1: you're putting yourself in a vulnerable position. Yeah. And uh, sorry, <laughs> you're putting yourself in a very vulnerable position because you're allowing people in, aren't you? Yeah. To see, um, you know, different aspects of your character and 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 your weaknesses and stuff like that. So I think even in an intimate relationship like a marriage, I think um, it takes years to really get to know someone and open up. Um, you know, I, I discover every day different aspects of my husband's uh, personality, and 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 even of my own. He helps me realize different aspects of my personality. My children as well, and um, I also do think that knowing is um, it's it's in constant movement you know it's not static knowledge is is not static either yeah and um I think that that's important to remember because we have to stay open-minded you know obviously all our experiences are going to change us so you know what we knew then we didn't know now and yeah
0: absolutely because we started you know (coughs) at the beginning of this call I said you know this is Fran I went to school with her and I knew her at school and the way that we know each other now is very different um I remember Um, being in primary school with somebody and I then went to secondary school with them and unfortunately the information that they took to high school about me um, with them uh, was very negative and it actually made for quite a difficult baseline for me at school now I still know that person and we know each other incredibly differently Um, but at the time they used that knowledge to create quite a difficult environment for me. Um, and But as you said, it's transitory, isn't it? Things move. Even what I, what I know about you now that you live in, in France, if I don't speak to you for six months and you move to Germany, I might still assume that you live in France. In fact, at the beginning of this call, I said to you, what would you like to be known as? Because I knew you as Fran Graziano. You are now Francesca Snell, but you're your um, stage name is Fran Ray. Well, I know those different names, but actually didn't know what you wanted to be called at this time. And um, something as simple as that is actually incredibly important, isn't it? Um, And just going along that line a little bit, um, the whole bugbear of people having their names spelt wrong or said wrong, you know, people think, how do you not know that about me? You've known me for 20 years. Or you know that on my email, I write Carol and no E, and yet you still reply (laughs) with an E at the end of my... How do you not know that? Where does that come from, I wonder? What is that? Do you know what? I I find that very strange.
1: I I, I never understand people doing that. And my husband's called um, Lemmy. And yet there are still some people, one of which is a very, very, very close friend of his, that call him Lemmy. Right. And he just cannot get his head around the fact that it's not Lemmy, it's Limmy. And I always say to my husband, but don't you find that excruciatingly annoying? He's like, well, no, he can call me what he likes. It doesn't mean we're not friends. Wow. That's the way he sees it. Yeah. It doesn't matter to him. Um, It's not the most important aspect of their friendship. As far as he's concerned, they still know each other. And uh, that's all that matters. For me, I would kind of be like, well, do you really know? Have you really listened to me if you've not listened to what my name is and what I'm telling you? But yeah, I don't know. I guess everybody's different in that way.
0: And that's interesting, isn't it? Because I wonder if that's how Lemmy's friend sees him. He sees him as Lemmy for whatever reason. Yeah and that's how he sees him and so that's how it's gonna stick it's I was stuck tw- when they were young it stuck and it's the way it is yeah yeah so. yeah you can be, you have to be careful nicknames don't <laughs> you I know that uh, um I'm not going to say uh who it is but uh, I have a friend at uni and she had a nickname and it stuck for a while and it became patently obvious that <laughs> as we were adults it was no longer appropriate to call okay. her <laughs> that, <laughs> um, that nickname it wasn't anything rude but it just wasn't it wasn't or it wasn't professional it's like um you know when you set up your first email and you call yourself you know fluffy pink unicorn yeah um and then you you go for a serious job as a lawyer and you think mm, mm, no i shouldn't be known as that anymore <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> yeah I, it's, uh... just going into your music a little bit because you said about composition and um i i love the wonder of composition because composition is completely unknown isn't it when you start out you you don't I I don't know about you but when I start out I'm writing a lot of jingles these days and I start out sometimes people will give me a strap line and I have no idea what to do with it at all and then you know in in a day or a few days time or a week suddenly this product is here (laughs) And it's exactly what the client wants. How does that work? How does that work for you? Because you said composition was becoming more important than the singing at the moment. Mm.
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, one of the reasons it it is, is because around here, like we have a super, super busy summer season. So I'm so exhausted by the end of the summer season. All Mm. I want to do is just put my head down and disappear at the end of it, even though I enjoy it. Yeah. But um, yeah, composition's always been important to me um yeah it's kind of miraculous in a way how these songs just come out of seemingly nowhere um they're inside us but they haven't been I hate I mean I don't know if this is right but they haven't been born yet Mm. um because I see them as things that are you know they come out of us we create them and then we kind of let them go yeah and then they become part of the universe and mm. whoever wants it can collect it up and use it and interpret it the way they want. But mm. it's interesting because there aren't that many notes in music and yet there's so many different possibilities. Wow, that's so true. And yeah. You know, you can have a song, two songs with the same chord sequence mm. that are completely different, you know. Um, and that's what fascinates me about music is the, the simplicity it's a kind of an oxymoron because it's both simplistic and complicate- and complex. And that's what I love about it, about composing. Um, I love the subtlety of it. And uh, for me, it's a way of getting to know who I am because you're kind of deep diving into your emotions, aren't you? Yeah. Um, but I do think that this is something I'm working on at the moment because I feel that up until now, even though I've written some songs that I really like, I haven't fully expressed part of me that I would still like to express. Mm. And I think that's what I'm trying to aim at now.
0: And again, it's that vulnerability, isn't it? Because it's so mm. personal, writing songs that are really from the heart, because as you said, you put it out there <clears throat> and then people are going to make their, their judgments, Um you know and some will be positive and some won't be but and that's hard when it's your heart that's kind of um out there for all to hear really Mm,
2: mm,
0: mm. um it's allowing people to know you in a in a different way are you um music first or lyrics first Fran? It depends to be honest I'm most of the time music
1: first I have a chord sequence and then and then the lyrics kind of flow out and the melody comes with it yeah so Mm. most of the time it's melody first
0: and do you then share it with limmy and he puts music to it or how does that bit work well um he doesn't like it when i come to him with an
1: unfinished song so um i have to be the song has to be fully arranged and prepared that can just be guitar and voice yeah Uh, the song will always be um finished uh, and then, of course, sometimes when we, if we record it, he'll give me his advice, and and uh, we'll, we'll sometimes he'll 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 come up with some beautiful harmonies on the guitar that I wouldn't have thought of, and stuff like that. Because uh, um, you know he's a a kind of technically a superior musician, so um, I just do the basics, and then <laughs> we elaborate.
0: I don't know if songwriting's basics. No. <laughs> Surely that's the biggest bit. <laughs> There's going to have the songwriter musician fight. That's going yeah. to start on the uh, the internet now from this.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no songwriting is uh, it's a specific type of skill, I guess. But yeah, but uh, just I'm going to ask you a, the same question. Least, Did you?
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you do melody or what do you do? I, I think predominantly lyrics first but it often kind of comes together something Mm. that most people won't know about me is I think that I've got a a form of what I would call musical Tourette's I will suddenly come out with a line of a song and I'll kind of repeat it over and over again it's a bit of a self-soothing thing it's utterly Mm. ridiculous the only thing that that gives me a bit of peace is that Paul McCartney when he wrote yesterday started by singing scrambled eggs and so I think well, if you can <laughs> sing scrambled eggs and get a huge song from that then I can sing about monkeys and lizards and things and and it will all be okay in time but um there you are that's me putting my yeah that's being brilliant. very vulnerable because it sounds completely wacky but <laughs> that's often what happens so I'll start with this little musical motif which is completely crazy and then I'll think oh I quite like that melody and then I'll think, right, what is the message that I want to put to that? What do I want to share with people? And it will kind of come from there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that'll be an interesting one. I think we'll we'll put that out on the socials actually. Because yeah. uh, it's a really interesting one yeah. to ask different people, isn't it? How do you how do you feel when you have finished something and you take it to Limmy and he says, no. no that this doesn't work that doesn't work especially if it's something that has really come from your heart how does that go down I'm fine with it to be honest I'm very I've become very I mean to be honest he rarely says that to me
1: well he will give me his constructive criticism yeah um but um even with other people when I play them my music I I think I've been quite good at taking criticism now I'm quite thick-skinned because I've had so much performance experience yeah and i've put so much music out there that i've kind of come to the conclusion you can't please everybody 100 percent of the time not everybody will love your music i yeah. mean you know and you've got to kind of even uh even the best of the best you know an artist that you might absolutely adore the next person will be like oh no i can't stand it it's hard mm. you know and and you've got to accept that as an artist. You can't please everybody. It just You've got to focus on the people that do like you and also just trust your own process, I think. Um, trust that, you know, don't get in your own way. I think I used to always get in my own way because I'd be writing songs and I'd be so judgmental about them whilst I was writing them that I would stop writing them. And then I was just like, look, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to step out my own way Mm. and I'm just going to, you know, put my ego aside and I'm just going to let the creativity come out and see what happens. It's a bit like the Paul McCartney scrambled egg story. Any way, any way you can get your creativity. You just need to get out your own way, stop being so serious about it and just let the creativity, let it flow. And then afterwards you can let the judge, you know, Judge what you've done, and other people can too. But it doesn't matter because the song's out there already,
0: and you've done what you think is best. Interesting, because one of my deal breakers is lyrics. So I, I used to be in a band, and I would play my song to them, and they might say, "I'm not sure about that lyric," and I'd be like, "Oh, don't touch my lyrics. <laughs> that is how the song goes." And I think I'm quite um, arrogant because I, I. I write a song and I very much get to the point where I'm like, that is finished. And there are a few people that I'll let kind of tell me that things need changing. And musically I'm always up for kind of criticism, but lyrically there's something in me that's like, no, that I, I know what this song is and that is how I want it to be. Mm. (laughs) So we used to have quite a lot of arguments because there would be lyrics that But the person listening were throwaway. And for me, we're like, no, no, no. That was exactly what I wanted to put across. And if you change that lyric, it it's going to change the feeling of it. Mm. Um, I think, I think, I think
1: that's because I think the lyrics are probably the most personal part of the song, aren't they? So yeah. To be honest, I, you know, it's funny, I'm fairly flexible about I actually like the creative process where at the moment I'm writing songs a bit differently and that I I'm writing the songs, but then I'm developing them with the band. So I have a band. Yeah, yeah. So I've got the songs. Yeah. But they come and they say, oh, could, maybe we should do this here. Or I'll say to them, oh, you know, I've only got these two chords and I'd quite like to do a bridge. I'm not sure. I really like that creative process. And I'm quite happy for them to say, not really sure about this part or oh, maybe yeah. we should change this beat or something. Yeah. I'm quite open to that um because I enjoy it I enjoy that creative process um so yeah I I kind of like to see it as part of the creative process rather than yeah. criticism
0: yeah depending on who it comes from <laughs> and that's quite a key thing isn't it um, and the, I mean, the thing is as I said I'm writing jingles now and so obviously I'll write something and if if the client says no no that's not me that's that's not up for debate it's like no, no no then that is not for you and I need to go back to a drawing board um and I love doing that I think it's when it's my own experience um you know and really really comes from the heart it's very much about me and what I'm wanting to how I'm wanting to respond creatively and then that isn't kind of up for grabs in the Mm. same way it's interesting isn't it yeah uh,
1: yeah um, I think um Prince is one of my favorite artists ever. Absolutely mm. adore him. I just uh, have a lot of admiration for his for his talent and his, yeah, yeah, his work ethic and everything. Yeah, and I know that he was very he fought pretty much all his life to just be fully independent and be able to be just completely free to express himself in whatever way he wanted. Mm. And you see that through his work because, you know, like him or not. work is very original yeah as soon as you hear a prince track you know it's a prince track but it can be a rock track or it can be a pop track or but but you know it's him and he's he's just fully just gone for it you know he's just like I don't care what anybody else thinks this is what I want and this is what I'm doing Mm. so I very much respect that to be honest I wish I was a bit more like that in a way sometimes but
0: there's I mean Life isn't over yet, is there is there is time and it's finding out how to be that. I mean, the interesting thing about Prince is of course, you know, towards towards the kind of latter end of his years, he even took his name out, didn't he? Interesting. He did. He was so known (laughs) Mm. that a symbol was enough, and his his music was enough. And I mean, that's Mm. such a brave, confident thing to do, to remove your name and trust Mm. that people still know who you are exactly
1: he was he got to the point where he was able to be as you say he was just known by everybody so he he he, he was able to take away take away um the the kind of um almost like almost the ego really it was just the music yeah.
0: and and probably more known now and actually just from a a numbers statistics point of view, he's always going to be better known as more and more people come, because he's got this m- music that mm. is there to be listened to forever. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the the legacy, isn't it? He's going to be known despite not actually physically being here anymore, and that's um, yeah. I guess that's the ultimate way. But to that's be known, that, really. that's what's
1: beautiful about being a musician. Yeah, you leave something behind. Yes. You know, whether you be Prince or just, or you and me, Yes. you know, we're not famous, but we are leaving something behind. And I think that's mm. really special about what we do, Yeah. because it is a way for people to get to know you, be it your children, your grandchildren, or just anyone that comes across your music.
0: Yeah. So um we always do a little challenge for people listening. And so I think that is a beautiful one. So those listening, what is it? that you leave behind that means that you're known? What's your fingerprint on the world? You might be a singer-songwriter listening to this. You might be a mum, you might be someone that feels like they've really got nothing to give or nothing left to give, and yet you are in the world and you are known. How can you ensure that you leave something for people to know you by? And if that's too big a question, this week, as you're listening to this, how can you make sure that you know people instead of just judging by their appearance? Nothing too deep. Nothing too deep, Fran. <laughs> we don't we don't do deep on this podcast. No, no, no. <laughs> people are like, oh, flipping that Carol, I'm listening to this on a Saturday morning with a cup of coffee. Seriously, in my poor oh. head. <laughs> I think no, I think it's an I think it's a
1: it's a um one of the essential questions because I think it will help people move forward in their lives and make yeah. and help their lives become, you know, more what they need and want it to be so I think it's fine I think it's a basic question that people should be asking themselves
0: it is well to circle right back to the beginning thank you for answering that question that I just put on our Facebook group in such a wonderful way Um, and how wonderful that all this has come out of it Um, we now come to the part of the podcast I don't know if you know about this but I am I write a poem and the whole idea of the poem is that on the whole certainly today, it's not known. So I don't know what I'm going to say. Okay, wow. (laughs) Um, So just give me um, a few seconds to just have a little think. What is it to be known? Is it something that is shown? Is it something you can see or a way just to be? Is it a way of showing me? Showing what I want to be and what I want you to see? Here's my heart, please take care. There is much a pain in there, but there is love and there is song and there are things that make me strong. This is me how I am.
2: I just want to be known.
0: Mm. Wow, that was fabulous. You just made Uh, that up. Yeah, it's a bit messy. Oh, it's gorgeous. (laughs) You write these all down in a book. Yes, I'm going, I'm actually going to do, I'm going to do a podcast poetry book. Um, Absolutely brilliant. Well done. I loved that. But it's, kind of
1: summed up the whole the whole conversation it's
0: inspired <laughs> by my guest every time Fran and it was completely inspired by what you what you said um and um all that we've shared today has just been wonderful so thank you so much I have it's been great uh to know you for so long and yeah I feel like I know you so much more in this last uh 45 minutes or so oh um, me too thank you so much I'm so happy that you invited me it's been fantastic Lovely. Thank you so much, Fran, and um, we'll speak soon. Take care. Okay. See you soon.
1: Bye-bye.